Welcome back to Blake's Take. Back at you. I'm Blake Neiman, giving my take on local and national sports from the Lambeth Valley and beyond. Let's get right into it. We got a very, very, very special birthday today. We're going to start off with the happy birthday to the GOAT, one and only Michael Jordan, who turns 58 today. And with MJ's birthday, always comes some LeBron-MJ debates. And this happens every year. But this year, we specifically are going to talk about a tweet that LeBron made nine years ago. And that has resurfaced recently on Twitter. On this day in 2012, LeBron was in his second season with the Miami Heat. The Heat were 23-7 and and one of the best teams in the NBA. But James was also coming off a disappointing finals loss to the Dallas Mavericks the previous year. LeBron was always shown respect and admiration for Jordan, even as he amassed in his own championship resume. However, if he had a ring on February 17th, 2012, I'm not too sure if this birthday wish to MJ would have been as humbling as it was. James' tweet stated, Happy B-Day to the person I idolized and want to be like, be just like as a kid, playing the game of basketball, Michael Jordan. Hashtag the GOAT, all caps. Now, fast forward to today, James is coming off the winning his fourth NBA title in 10 tries, and I don't think he would ever make such a statement again. The key is 4 out of 10. MJ was 6 for 6, undefeated, never lost, as LeVar Ball would say. This tweet only brought more fuel to my argument that MJ is the greatest to ever do it. MJ is 6 for 6, undefeated and would never lose a final game finals game with a team and players that he had however lebron he lost with d wade and chris bosh and sharpshooter ray allen and he lost to the mavericks and the spurs he lost two finals with those teams and there's no excuse for him to lose those finals now i understand that golden state is a different story they have the greatest lineup ever assembled coming with the greatest shoot combining the greatest shooter to ever walk on the court in curry with the greatest scorer ever in kd and sharpshooter clay thompson and paint dominator draymond green that team was just unbeatable when it was fully healthy i give lebron that However, back to what I said about LeBron. He had no excuse to lose those finals in Miami when he had the pieces that he had, similar to MJ with Rodman and Pippen. And arguably, LeBron, you could say that LeBron had better pieces at the time. But the fact of the matter is, is he did not do it, and he couldn't do it. So therefore, MJ is the GOAT. He couldn't, LeBron couldn't pull it out six times. I understand that many of those came from the Golden State Warriors. But still, LeBron could not pull it out every single time. And it's so hard to just compare these two eras. Because even we can still argue with the era of Kareem being the GOAT. He is still the all-time leading scorer, we know. Being, we could argue all day about these different dash there are so many also different aspects to every player in this from the time that they played in they have their own unique playing style and that is so hard to compare with but in my opinion mj rose above the rest in his generation and proving to be the coldest man on the planet so happy birthday to michael jordan the greatest of all time quote me 
onto president onto present day LeBron. Him and the Lakers are going to face a test tomorrow night with an early look at this year's potential final matchup, finals matchup with the Lakers taking on the Nets big three. Brooklyn will try to keep its four-game winning streak alive, while the Lakers show Lake Show will try to and defend their home floor. LeBron was asked about the big three and if he thought that they were the best offensive force the game had ever seen. He gave a perfect response to this, stating, "Um, have we forgot about KD, Steph, and Clay already?" I mean, there you go. There you go, right there. LeBron knows that Golden State Warriors group very well, with them beating him and the Cavs for back-to-back championships in 2017 and 18. However, the most points Durant and Curry and Thompson ever averaged in their three seasons together was 75.8 per game in 2018 and 2019, the year Durant got injured. Durant, Irving, and Harden, however, are currently averaging 80.7 80.7 points for the Nets this season, and if they keep that up, obviously they'll pass the, that group that LeBron was mentioning in KD, Curry, and Clay. Unfortunately, Thursday's showdown will not be entirely accurate as far as a finals matchup would go, with LA being without star post foreman Anthony Davis, who suffered a calf strain and aggravated the Achilles tendon in his right leg Sunday. Very unfortunate injury. He got an MRI on it, and he's supposed to be out from four to six weeks at least. So that's a very unfortunate loss for the Lakers. LeBron is carrying this team through overtimes, and we just hope that AD can get back as soon as possible to make sure that they make a good seed in the playoffs so they can make a good playoff run back to the finals and hopefully get a full, healthy finals matchup between the Nets and the Lakers, who are both the favorites in each of their respective conferences. So it's just going to be some great basketball tomorrow. Despite not having D'Anthony Davis, it's going to be a great head-to-head matchup with some of the game's best players we see night in and night out. So you definitely don't want to miss tomorrow night's game at 7 o'clock on NBA on TNT. As far as NFL, former star Clemson quarterback and future number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence underwent surgery on his left, non-throwing shoulder, thank goodness, Tuesday in California. This procedure was to prepare the, repair the damage to the labrum in his left shoulder. He took to shoulder, social media after the procedure saying, surgery went great, excited to rehab. Lawrence can start throwing in his four to six weeks and is expected to be ready for training camp, which is very, very good news for the Jaguars getting their quarterback, young hopeful rookie quarterback healthy before the start of the season and adapting to new coach Urban Meyer, who is former college football amazing coach. On Friday morning, he held his pro day for scouts and evaluators early in, in early anticipation for what he is going to do next season, and it was also moved up due to his surgery. 16 NFL teams were in attendance on Friday, including the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have the opportunity and most likely will select Lawrence number one overall in April. So all around, this is not a huge worry and is an even bigger relief that the injury did not occur on his throwing arm. That would have been that would have been scary to see if that would have came back and haunted him in his NFL future. But luckily, his right arm is going to be full strength, and this golden boy is going to get back out there, slinging the rock back out there in no time. As far as college football, we have some huge news with UCF hiring former Auburn, Auburn football coach Gus Malzahn, signing Malzahn and signing him to a five-year, $11.5 million contract. 
Athletic director Terry Mojar described Malzahn as a national brand coach whose arrival with only helps UCF continue to emerge as a football school, trying to break its way into the establishment and get back to where they were with those undefeated seasons and prove that they can be a top 10 caliber team near six bowl. Mohar, also recently hired at UCF, said one of the first calls he made after getting the job was to see whether Malzahn would had any interest in, in coaching again. Malzahn's offensive background and name recognition with his incredible resume at Auburn brings him to the UCF leading candidate to replace Josh Heupel, who left when I stated here on Blake's Take when he left randomly uh, with the hiring of both the UCF's former athletic director and him going to Tennessee for the coaching job there and the AD job there. Malzahn, who's 55 years old now, was hired on December 13th after eight seasons at Auburn. He was 68 and 35, was fired on December 13th, and he, after eight seasons, he was with Auburn. He had a 68 and 35 overall record and 39 and 27 in SEC play. Malzahn took the Tigers to the national championship game in his first year, in his first season in 2013. They won 10 games and made an SEC championship game appearance in 2017, but went just 14 and 12 against SEC opponents over the next three seasons. During his introductory news conference, Malzahn said he had no plans to coach in 2021, but when UCF job came open, he immediately became interested, not only because of the program's position among the group of five, but because of its emphasis on tempo offense. Malzahn signed a seven-year, $49 million contract with Auburn following the 2017 season that they had the amazing SEC championship run and was owed a $21.7 million buyout when he was fired this December by the school. Per the terms of his contract, he received half of the money within 30 days of the termination on December 13th and will receive the rest in equal annual installments over the next four years, regardless of his contract in UCF. Malzahn was just 8-17 against SEC rivals Alabama, Georgia, and LSU, but he was also one of the few coaches in college football to have any success in legendary GOATS coach Nick Saban. Since the start of the 2013 season, Saban has been 65-6 and against SEC opponents, and three of those losses were to Malzahn. So half of, half of the SEC losses that Saban has had were to this man, so give this guy some credit. At times, we had some of the top offenses in college football, Malzahn said. Last year, we were just the least experienced team in our league, and that had something to do with it. But I've always got a chip on my shoulder and something to prove. We will definitely have a high-powered offense. We will build on what we've done and been successful here with, and we will build around the quarterback position. There's no doubt in my mind we're going to have one of the best offenses in college football. So great optimism for UCF and their future coach, Malzahn, who I'm hoping can bounce back and prove that he is still one of the most elite college football coaches in the game. Because I truly believe it with all he did at Auburn and the the incredible success he had there against Nick Saban. I will never, ever forget that 2013 Iron Bowl. Holy smokes, that kick return. That was insane. But not even just that. He has continually beat Alabama in Nick Saban's career and just upset that many of their playoff hopes and national championship dreams uh, because of the losses there and really affected their rankings. And it could have turned out differently had they not beat Alabama 
in all those times, Alabama may have not had these six national championships, and we wouldn't be talking about Nick Saban as the greatest of all time. So I truly believe he is an incredible coach, and this is a great pickup for UCF. I'm glad Malzahn came out of retirement, and I'm excited to prove him, to see how he proves himself. As far as local sports, the Warriors are still going strong in practice, working with their offense and their defense. The offense is starting to really develop and get their chemistry down and really develop in getting fine-tuning their skills with teammates finding connections with one another once again. So things are looking super promising at the skills position. They're doing well. But boy, oh boy, do we need more linemen. The Warriors just have seven linemen on the roster, and it is definitely not enough for a solid rotation, especially at the varsity level. They only have 28 players total, I believe, right now, and that is definitely not enough for a JV team so far, let alone with the linemen being suffering from fatigue. So if you are a lineman out there, just watch Blake's take here right now, and you have any experience playing before in football, even if you don't and you just want to come out there, please, please do. It will help the team immensely. They need it badly, and if they can get some more linemen developed in there, they will have a lot more success because that is the deciding factor in the Warrior season. If they don't have a good offensive line, their whole entire offense, because it is a very good offense, and their entire just skill-based position trying to spread it out, it will not work if the line cannot protect the quarterback for more than at least uh, one and a half seconds or two. But that, that just is something that needs to happen. Linemen got to get in shape, and we need more more of them. So please, please consider it if you're a lineman watching this. And just know that the Warriors offense relies on it, relies on it and you would make a huge impact right away. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Blake's Take. Hope you all enjoyed that episode. Happy birthday, MJ. As always, 58 years old, still balling up. He is the GOAT. Incredible to watch him. Lineman, once again, another shout-out. Please come and help them out. I appreciate. I would appreciate that. Looking forward to Auburn and all they do. And I hope you all have a great rest of your night. I'll catch you in the next one.